Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer. Today, we're actually going to talk about the immune system. I had gal say, Sue, why don't you talk about how to boost the immune system, homeopathically, naturally, whatever it is you do, just why don't you talk about that? We have a lot of moms out there right now who are a little bit nervous about this flu season coming on. They're predicting a terrible, terrible flu season and they want to know what to do with their families. So, I guess, <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking when I was a little kid, the goofy things that we used to do. My parents, they live close to the ground as far as we grew our own food. We did go to the grocery store and things like that. Don't think we didn't, but we did. But the nutritional food that we ate was stuff we grew. So we were very, very blessed that way. And like I said, no one in my family was ever sick except for me. <laughs> you know, lucky Sue. Anyway, we ate well and we got a lot of exercise because we lived on a farm. We always had a farm. We always were outside doing chores up at 4.30 in the morning, got our chores done, got in the house, ate breakfast, cleaned up, caught the bus at seven o'clock and you know I guess when it comes right down to it folks moms dads grandmas grandpas caregivers even daycare people you know if you're listening to me I actually had a daycare lady come to a couple of my classes recently and I told her I says I am so proud of you because she cares so deeply about these kids and she didn't immunize her own children after the first one because he had reaction and she is just bound and determined to do everything right. And even for the daycare kids, she tells their mom, I'm going to use homeopathy when they come in here. I'm going to use essential oils. And they're all okay with it. And they're happy because their kids aren't sick all the time. And so, you know, when it comes right down to it, it's just the common sense stuff. You can't, like, build up your immune system. I mean, you can. I mean, I, I do. Like, if there's an imminent threat, you know, yeah, everybody start getting your sleep, start cramming the vitamin C, the good fruits, and mostly don't eat sugar. When you need to build your immune system, literally cut the carbs. The only thing we I like to give the kids is like whole grains, sprouted grains, no pastas that aren't, you know, made the way they're supposed to be. In fact, as the other day I had some organic Italian pasta here and I made, I didn't make supper, my daughter did for my son and his wife and they're like, oh my gosh, that spaghetti was so good. And he says, I know, see that I can eat. I says, and I won't, I won't get a tummy ache. But if I eat something that's not organic, I says, when I found this stuff, I was so excited. Because it is, it's just incredible and it's nutritious. But anyway, we don't eat a lot of pasta in our house. That was a special treat. But just really watch what you eat. And even like, I do let my kids eat ice cream on occasion. But we, I make them go buy the good stuff or make their own. And I say the good stuff, like Edie's or something like that. They had another off-brand that's supposed to be all natural. And I tasted it and I, I said, no, I don't want you buying this anymore either because there's something in it. But you just 
really have to use your common sense. And I will say that one of the best snacks, and you're going to laugh at me because nobody's ever heard of this, but this was a snack I grew up on because my dad, he would open, we always juiced our own tomatoes. I don't know how many of you grow your own tomatoes. I suspect a lot of you because I have some really down-to-earth followers here. <laughs> That's what I love about this show, you guys, just so you know. I consider each and every one of you a friend. And for those of you who have emailed or sent messages, I appreciate that. And I thank you because this is a lot of work, but somehow I know that we're all connected, you know, in the big plan of things. And I appreciate that because we want to do what's right, right? <laughs> anyway, my dad's favorite snack when I was growing up was a big glass of tomato juice. It's on there. So a big glass of tomato juice and all the popcorn you want to eat. And we... <laughs> but I'm talking the good tomato juice. We actually have to get them online. They're just really, really a nice device. And you just, you can, you can cook your tomatoes or you can just dice them up and put them in this juicer raw. And then you just crank the handle. And then the juice comes out one, out the funnel. And the pulp comes out the end of it. And then we would just take and boil that, bring that to boil. I have like a big four and a half gallon pan, stainless steel pan. And you put the tomato juice in there and you bring it to a boil. I like to boil it for about 20 minutes because it just starts to reduce just a tiny bit, but I like it really liquidy because I like to drink it. And you can still always reduce it later if you decide to make like a chili or something like that. Anyway, and I just like the tomato juice. So boil it for 20 minutes hard. Put a half a teaspoon. I don't put a whole teaspoon in. You can for tomato juice. A lot of people like it salty. I don't. I just put a half a teaspoon in for for flavor. Once in a while I will forget to do that. I know down south they have to add like a teaspoon of lemon juice or something for the acidity. Up north here we have plenty of acidity in our tomatoes so I don't add anything. Then pour it into your hot jars. Seal it up. Sit it upside down on the counter for a second. Then turn it right side up again and, and it seals right up. That's what we, we just pop that in the middle of the winter and drink that. That's our favorite treat at night. And I'll tell you what, I can be kind of feeling a bit groggy or not quite feeling myself sometimes. I'll pop open a can of that, a quarter of that tomato juice and drink about half of it. <laughs> Big bowl of popcorn. And the next day I feel like a million dollars. I sleep well and I feel great. It's, it's, I don't know. I think it's a combination that my dad just hit on years ago and it works okay so as far as food goes watch the sugar eat lots of vitamin C because vitamin C really is if you start getting the runs you get the trots you have to run to the bathroom you know you've had enough if you're trying to build your immune system and that goes for everybody I know when something's going through the house I'll say guys everybody take vitamin C and we have a really good vitamin C well, I, I, it's in this. We have it in the store. It's a whole food vitamin C. Organic India is what I sell. I sell several kinds of vitamin C. I sell pure encapsulations. I sell um, one from Wow or Rudy's. It's they're all good vitamin C's. Are good sources. Some are ascorbic acid. We have the ascorbic palmitate. It's so there's different kinds of vitamin C, and they all have the, kind of their own specialty. The ascorbic acid is water soluble which simply means it's going to run through your kidneys and you're going to pee it out if you don't need it. The fat soluble is ascorbic palmitate. That's the one that can cross the blood-brain barrier and we use that a lot for detoxing drugs and things like that out of people's systems. 
And so sometimes that's the one that's called for. We usually use that more medicinally for like long-term chronic issues. So, but if you're just trying to boost the immune system, the ascorbic acid made from whole food um, fruits, it's a whole food vitamin C. I, I, I really I like that one the best. But if you can't find that, take the ascorbic acid in the best form you can find. And like I said, I know Pure Encapsulations is really good. I like Organic India. And then we have the one from Wow. So they're all good. Anyway, so take a lot of vitamin C. You can, and if you're weak in another area, and I always like to, always like to take my bees every day. I swap that out. I take the spirulina pretty much every day, but sometimes I swap it out with just nettle leaf or alfalfa or something else, or sometimes I don't take any at all, and I just eat Swiss chard for supper. <laughs> I'm kind of funny. I eat. Like, I'll have just a stir fry with just Swiss chard, maybe half an onion, and a chopped up chicken breast or something in there, and I'm in heaven. Okay, that's that's the way I like to eat. But anyway, those are the ways we should eat because it's really light, easy to digest, and your body doesn't have to work hard at it. Because remember, when you start to get sick, the first thing that slows down is your digestion. Your digestion slows down so that the trophoblastic cells can come out and help get rid of anything that's not supposed to be there and so on and so forth. So if you're going through a time you're trying to build up your immune system by eating light, it gives your body time to repair itself so it doesn't have to work so hard with the digestion. And we should do that now and then, you know, every six months a person should just really just give the digestion kind of a break. Don't quit eating necessarily, but really eat light foods for a period of time, you know, 14 to 21 days. And then you can go back to your regular lifestyle again, but just always be conscious of the fact that everything in temperance and just offer it up. Say, you know what, I don't need this. I'm, I'm in charge of this body of mine. My mind is in charge of this body of mine and I need to discipline it. I need to make it work hard. I need to exercise it. I need to say no to it sometimes, even if it wants that chocolate bar, no. You need to be disciplined a little bit and just start doing that your body. You'll be surprised how quickly your health will return if, if it's not really healthy or how much stronger you'll be just for saying no to your body once in a while because it wants something or it craves something. I ha it's kind of funny, my daughter and I were just talking about how many people, the idea of saying no to their body or eating something that they don't necessarily enjoy or like just for the, the sake of the fact that it's healthy for them and they say, oh, I could never do that. How can, how can you how can you go on a, a 21 day diet? And I don't call it a diet because it's not for losing weight. It's for disciplinary action against your body <laughs> to to make it strong and to get it under control again. And like I said, it's okay, kids. We're gonna get the house clean up and we're gonna keep it clean, okay? Because grandma's coming next weekend. That's a disciplinary action in its in the sense that they need to be responsible for their space. And the same with your body. Once in a while, you just got to get it under control again, discipline that body, get it strong, get it lean, make it work for you. And so that's what's going to build the immune system quicker and more efficiently than just about anything. But of course, <laughs> we always have essential oils and homeopathic remedies to aid that action. The, the essential oils I like to use because they're so nutritional. And the uh, homeopathic remedies, of course, if there is something in the house or you have been exposed to something, we always know to take aconite and belladonna if there's exposure or if there's really early stages 
of flu or virus in the house. If you've been exposed to something we're not really sure about, if you've been exposed to like vomiting or anything like that, I like to take arsenicum. Or if you, you know you've been exposed to something in the environment, arsenicum. There's Anis Barbera, which is a, like we talked about that one before, it runs along the lines of the Basilinum. Basilinum is amazing to wake up the body and to prophylactically tell it the flu is coming down the pike. Colds and flu. It, that's an especially important remedy for people who are predisposed to colds and flu to remember. Because if they are, they can take that Basilinum whenever the flu is in the area and it's going to wake up their system. Eventually they're not going to be predisposed to colds and flu anymore because it will get rid of it for them. It will get rid of that predisposition. As like I said, I used to get colds and flu every single year. I thought it was normal and I don't anymore. So those are some really important remedies to think about. Like I said, we have the arsenicum and we have the basilinum. We have the aconite and we have the belladonna, the anus barbera. And anus barbera is spelled A-N-A-S and then B-R-A-B-A-R-I-E, I think, barbera. Oh, I can't remember right now. I don't have it written down. But it's something like that. I just call it A-N-A-S and then B-A-R-B. And that's, that's the abbreviation that I'm always used to seeing. And I love that remedy. Just love it. And then you can get that through our store. It's special order. But yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's an amazing little remedy. And I, I like it for, for the early stages of colds and flu as well. Once you already have it, it works amazingly well. And other things that you can remember when colds or flu or there's an illness in the house or when your patient is suffering is the cystus can. Now, I mean, I've talked about this in the past, but cystus can, I remember we had a really bad flu in the house one time. And from that point on, I always remembered this. But I had given the sick person cystus can and I went around the house because I knew we were all going to get it. And I gave everyone else a dose of cystus can as well. I gave the sick person a dose, they thanked me, and I gave everyone else a dose and no one else got that flu. So I remember that as far as, and that's, we were a big house of people, you know, it, it never failed. Once someone got sick, it just, it went through the house like wildfire. So I remember that after giving the cystus can and it really does boost the immune system during times of stress. So, you know, it's not like it's going to wake up the body against the virus necessarily or get rid of the virus. What it does is it boosts the immune system in, in a way that if a person is suffering and they just can't quite make it up and over that, that hump to get start getting well, cystus can really, really helps. It also really, really helps if there's someone else who's been exposed to something not necessarily sick, but it will raise their immune system so that they can fight it more efficiently. So that's another remedy to really remember. And it's in the homeopathy for mommy's kit as well. It's in the book, it's in the kit. And so y'all need to know about that. And then there is another remedy that is, it, it gets lost in the shuffle and we don't, it's not talked about enough. And when you do the research about this remedy, it's, it's absolutely amazing. It is in the homeoprophylaxis, Isaac Golden's homeoprophylaxis line of homeopathic remedies and it's used to homeoprophylactically immunize children for polio. 
Okay, but the history about this remedy is kind of interesting because it is not the poliovirus. It is not the nozode. Everybody thinks of Lathyrus as the nozode, but it isn't because you have the polio nozode, which, which we actually have in the World's Disease Kit, but this remedy is, is Lathyrus. It's actually plant resin, okay, tincture that they make into a homeopathic remedy. And so in the homeopophylaxis kit, it's given in a 200 and then it's given later in a 10M to immunize against polio. That's how effective it is. And if you took that, if you ate that plant, you would develop all the symptoms of polio, poliomyelitis. And I, I don't know if how many of you understand the whole course of disease thing, but myelitis, and this is really interesting because you have Everybody just knows it as polio. We don't even think about it as poliomyelitis anymore. There are different types of polio. But the poliomyelitis is when you actually have inflammation of the spinal cord, which affects the gray and the white matter of the brain. And that's when people become symptomatic with paralysis-type symptoms. So if someone gets... gets the virus, polio, for instance, and they start becoming symptomatic, usually what happens is they don't feel well for a few days. Then a limb will start to ache. And then as that limb continues to ache, then the fever, that, that virus kind of takes hold of them. They start to run a fever, and, and it coincides with the aching of that particular limb, and it wants to land in that limb. And that's when, you know, when back in the good old days when they started vaccinating for polio, that's what used to, that's what happened. So they said, you know, my gosh, you know, you're going to be a cripple. It's going to land in the leg or it's going to land in the arm and that it's going to literally kill that limb and then it's going to shrivel up and they won't be able to use it. And and it was just a horrible, horrible um, picture that they drew. And yes, one in every how many thousand would actually have a limb affected that would shrivel up and they would have difficulty using it later. I know we have a a relative that um, had polio when she was young and everyone else is like I can't believe you don't immunize don't you know what happened to so-and-so and it's like yes we do know but we also have the cure okay we have the cure it's called Lathyrus and it, if the symptoms were ever to occur we would give it in a 30 C now just just so you know folks we talk about every dis- world's in the world's disease course we talk about every disease like this I, I know I had a gal ask me the other day, she says, you know, so you have your world's homeoprophylaxis course out there. You need to tell people that you've talked about the whole entire world's disease and homeoprophylaxis kit. There's like 42 nozodes in there. We're talking 42 world's diseases that we discuss in that kit. Then we go ahead and we teach people how to homeoprophylactically take care of their children. And we talk about all of that in those eight audios that come with the world's disease course and so I I just want to reiterate that because a lot of people don't realize what's available in that course I went I did a lot of research and of course I tell all my cute little stories in there because I I do have a lot of personal experiences with each many not each many of the world's diseases themselves so stories like this are what's in that course and I, I just want to tell you that because I think everyone should know about it and there's certain things I can't say on these cute little podcasts that I 
go ahead and talk about in in that course that people purchase. So, but the polio, it's very, very interesting because they start, didn't start vaccinating until the 20th century, all right? And in the late 19th century, John H. Clark, he's one of my very favorite homeopaths. He was an English homeopath, by the way, and um, there's a great, he has a great Materia Medica out there and a great repertory, and he wrote The Prescriber. He was a fantastic, fantastic doctor, homeopathic doctor, but he published a, a book on the cases, some many, many of the cases that they had already proven and showed how Lathrus in the 30C potency now, mind you, we always think we have to have the super high potencies, but the 30C is the one that you use for curing. And we talk about all that in the World's Disease course as well. So the, the Lathyrus 30C, in 1887, they were showing how it relieved cases of myelitis. So it wasn't just the poliomyelitis, but also other forms of paralysis, where there was that inflammation of the spinal cord. And that includes MS, multiple sclerosis, folks. You know, we always, you know, we have the MS Society, and if they knew, oh my gosh, they could use this remedy, and it would help with many, many, many cases of MS, and it was helping with all sorts of paralysis, different types of paralysis, infantile paralysis, rheumatic paralysis, stiff knees, Gillian Barr, when you have the ascending paralysis, when it, you have the myelitis of the toes, you know, how many people have neuropathy, okay, it's a form of myelitis. All of these things can be helped with the remedy Lathyrus. It's just amazing. So anyway, people say, how, you know, how to build the immune system. Well, when you're, you treat the symptoms, if someone looks run down, you know what, it's okay to go ahead and give them a dose of CarboVeg boost the cyst, to boost up their system. You can give them that, go ahead and give them that Cystiscan. Or if, like I say, they've been exposed to something, go ahead and give them the Arsenicum or the Aconite and Belladonna. Like my son, we were out power washing my daughter's house for her today and my son got just drenched while my daughter and I were we were his you know we were his moral support for the day and anyway he got drenched as he was doing this job and he on the way home he's like oh burr I got chilled you know he's a great big guy he's <laughs> my son is oh my gosh he's close to a foot taller than I am at least eight inches <laughs> anyway and he I says, honey, when you get home, take some aconite. He's only 16. Take some aconite. And, uh, oh, yeah, you know. But just little things like that. Boost the immune system with the help of these remedies. Because remember, exposure. Cold, even for heat. You get sweaty in the sun and then you get chilled. Take aconite because you've been exposed. And then especially cold, windy days. Or I remember one time my husband was, like, changing oil. And it was a cold, super cold fall day. And, like, the ground was like starting to freeze and all this other good stuff. And instead of using a little creeper, bringing the vehicle into the garage and using the creeper, he didn't want to get his garage floor all oily, so he <laughs> he did it outside on the cold, cold ground. He was so chilled because I think he did our vehicle and probably one or two of our daughters at that time. And he was out there all afternoon. I says, oh my gosh, honey. So I gave him a dose of aconite. He goes like, wow. He just felt better right away. I says, yeah, you know, stuff like that. When it pulls the heat out of your body, you don't feel well. You, it's really hard for your body to overcome that sort of stuff. So if you just start thinking about these things, it's, you know, it's very helpful. <laughs> and if everybody in the family can help us, kind of, oh, I will tell you this story. This is, be still my heart, right? While we were power washing the house outside, my, my daughter's husband works construction, so he's gone right now for a couple of months. And she has six little kids. So the oldest of her six little kids is nine. 
And so anyway, we're all outside, and I had three extra kids, other grandkids with me, one from one family and two from a different family, and so it was Grandma's Day with the kids. So when we stopped, my other daughters, and we ended up helping her with this particular job, So the one-and-a-half-year-old grandson that I had, he's such a handful. He's just everywhere climbing up over the, the jungle gym and sliding down the slide and you name it. He was just, and he never walks. He always runs everywhere. And he'll even run in circles if nobody else is moving fast enough for him. He's so funny. And so anyway, he had a dirty diaper. I changed him. And so then he was out playing and he, he was getting all drenched. And it's like, honey, it's time to come in again. So we came in, and I didn't realize he was in a dirty diaper again. So when I went to change him. His little bottom was all just bright red, and he started screaming And when I went to clean him up. And my nine-year-old granddaughter says, Grandma, I'll put him in the tub for you. I said, oh, sweetie, would you? She says, yes. So I said, okay. And so she went and run the tub. She came running in. She grabbed the Epsom salt. And she jumped up in the cupboard, <laughs> and she brings down two essential oils. And she, she had poured the Epsom salt in the little coffee cup, and then she proceeds to put in two drops from two different bottles of essential oil and I says oh my goodness sweetie you're so sweet and I says grandma's gonna have to remember to give you some essential oils when you come to the store next time she goes yes we're out of lavender grandma <laughs> I said okay lavender it is so then so she ran and she it was running the tub already she put the Epsom salt in the in the tub and then she puts the baby in the in the tub he's one and a half I say he's not a baby anymore but he seems like a baby to me put him in the tub and then I and then of course her brother who's almost two started kind of crying so anyway she put him in as well and I says okay sweetie is it okay if grandma goes back outside to help Uncle Alex she says yes I've got it so I went back outside and I was telling her mom what she did and she just smiled she laughed because oh yes she's my helper so it wasn't too long you know maybe 15-20 minutes she comes out grandma is it okay if I get him out now and I says yes thank you sweetie I came back in and she had changed his clothes put on what some of some clean clothes that her from her brother and it was the cutest cutest thing and I says I told my daughter I says I'm so proud of you for not just doing these things for your children but teaching them you know that nine-year-old child who she knew exactly what needed to be done oh and then by the way she says oh and grandma I put some some tushy cream on him too so I'm like thank you sweetie because <laughs> her mom uses only organic everything you know it's so cute so I just it was just like I said, it was it was a fun day. I, I'm exhausted now, but it was a very, very fun day for all of us. So back to it boosting our immune system. <laughs> I, how do I get sidetracked like that? I'll never know. But the fact that John Clark published this case booklet, and the fact that they were curing poliomyelitis in 1877, and they didn't start vaccinating for polio until after the turn of the century, they, had, they knew they had these cures. It's absolutely amazing how they've managed to keep it from us you know I guess they're in control of the media I, I I've heard that so they must be entirely in control of just about everything and right now they don't have control of the internet entirely so we still have we can still get the word out we can still share this information tell people about it just just help them to understand how simple all of this really is yeah it's 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 very interesting how 
th some things that are just so simple will boost the immune system naturally and help us to be healthy, happy, and holy. And it's easier to be happy when you feel good. That's what I tell people. I say, if you feel good, you're happier. People say, how do you manage to stay so upbeat all the time? And it, like I said, it's, it's because I'm not necessarily super healthy. <laughs> but for my age, I am. I went to the dentist the other day and I hadn't been to the dentist for oh, eight or nine years. I was really scared to go. And because I have a tooth that's kind of darkened and she said, oh my gosh, how many kids did you have? Your teeth are in such good shape. And I says, I got this super dark tooth. She goes, yeah, it's the mercury. It's leaching out into the enamel. And I said, that's what's causing it? She goes, yeah, it's the tooth is sound. I said, oh my word. I know people ask me, did you have your mercury out? Because I had all those teeth filled with mercury. I says, are you kidding? By the time I knew you could have your mercury removed, I'd already it was already in my head for almost 30 years. So <laughs> I'm not going to have it removed at that point. They say anything after 20 years, it's already totally leached into your system. Don't bother, you know. <laughs> so anyway, but the point is, is, is for everything I've been through, yeah, I am extremely healthy and I'm very thankful for what I do have in my health. And you can be healthy too. And there's so many people that just, their systems are so shut down. They're just, it's really hard to get that back again. You know, we can only gain back as much health as we have vitality. So you need to work really hard by exercise and eating right in order to get back as much vitality as you can so that your body can begin to heal itself again. Someday I'm going to actually record my entire story and make a special little bit DVD about that because it's, it's actually worth telling my story. Anyway, all right. Oh, there's one other thing I wanted to throw in there. I wanted to mention activated charcoal. I get a lot of questions about activated charcoal and people want to know what I think about it. I have talked about it before. Remember we talk about poisoning? One time like when a dog had eaten rat poison, he started frothing at the mouth, walking in circles, and was already acting, you know, she was shutting down. The activated charcoal given with arsenicum pulled that poison right out of her body. Activated charcoal, if you give it in capsules, in the you swallow it what it, it literally pulls toxins to it it absorbs it and I had one person explain this to me super super well that you know like fish tanks you know how sensitive fish are if you if you you know they're only good for a few days in water if once it gets dirty they just roll over and die it's activated charcoal that pulls those toxins out of that water when it's going through that filter and it continues to absorb and continues to absorb and it continues to absorb for long durations of time. A tiny bit of activated charcoal will pull tons of toxins out of your body. And, and some people say, well, what about bentonite clay? Oh, absolutely. You can take, you can take the clays, but I, I, I'm slower to recommend those things because if some, people tend to think if some is good, a lot must be better. Okay. And it's harder to take enough charcoal to hurt yourself than it is to take too much clay. Because with too much clay, you've got to make sure you're drinking enough water. Otherwise, you're going to get, you could get bound up. So you have to make sure you take a tiny bit of clay, ton in a lot of water. And so with activated charcoal, you can have one capsule and drink that with a full glass of water. And, you know, there's no harm in getting bound up at all. And, and they also have different absorbing properties where that like the the clay the bentonite clay or the redmond's clay actually once once when mixed with water has magnetizing capabilities and so people with heavy metal toxicity and things like that tend to to go with that direction 
the charcoal tends to absorb other impurities like dirty blood, rancid food, poisonings, carbon monoxide, things like that. It's going to pull that out of your body and then you're going to excrete it naturally through the, through the stool. So they have different actions. And it's like I said, I'm, I'm very careful when I suggest these things to people because if they're not responsible, I don't even suggest it, you know. But yes, it's, it's good to detox once in a while and it's okay to use these things if you're going to be responsible. So I just wanted to mention that if, if you feel like you're toxic, you know, go ahead and, or if you've been exposed to something or if you, you got a hold of some food that you shouldn't have had and you know there's preservatives because your nose started twitching or you didn't feel well, go ahead and take a charcoal before you go to bed. And that's going to help pull those impurities out of your body and excrete them naturally in the morning. The bentonite clay, if you start a protocol of bentonite clay or Redmond's clay to pull the impurities out of your body, like the heavy metals and other like radon, you know, chemo or anything like that. The chemo, it was super heavy metals. If someone's been under a lot of treatment, I tell them to do the foot poultices to pull the impurities out through the bottoms of the feet. And that's going to help their bodies to recover and boost the immune system as well. But if you start a regimen internally, which I'm not telling you you can't because you absolutely can't if you're drinking enough water behind it or with it. But if you do that and you do that protocol, do it for a period of time. Do it for the four full weeks. And like when I sell it in the store, I have directions on there for like using it as a poultice, but I don't put directions on there for taking it internally because, you know, that would like be a big old no-no. But in general, if you took one tablespoon of bentonite clay and you mix it with two quarts of water and you drank a, a cup of that, that would be pretty much diluted well enough that you could do that every day. But like I said, chase it with more water. Not so much you're going to get sick or anything, but make sure you chase that with water. And don't eat a lot of food before it or after it. So like, take it in the morning and then fast until 10 o'clock in the morning so that it has plenty of time to go through the system and then drink. And then drink something warm so that the, the, the digestive tract is nice and pliable with that warm fluid like tea or, you know, coffee or something that keeps things going well and then when you start that protocol like I say go for the four full weeks because if you start heavy metals absorbing like if you're bringing them because what happens all heavy metals head south they go to the feet that's why so many people have neuropathy today it's not just a diabetic issue it's also heavy metal toxicity because those heavy metals go to the feet so if you put poultices on your feet at night and do that for four weeks you're going to draw a whole lot of toxins out of your body naturally through the feet the safest way to take them out but if you decide to start taking it internally because you've been you've been on chemo or radiation or something or or you know you have a lot of toxicity and you have muscular rheumatism or whatever you've got going and you start taking it internally go for the four full weeks because if you start pulling it towards that digestive tract to pull it out of the body if you stop after two weeks er, you've got all those heavy metals that have just begun the travel towards the digestive tract and then you stop taking it, now it has to be reabsorbed through the body and it could be more dangerous the second time around. So if you start a protocol like that, make sure you finish it. And it takes the body anywhere from four to eight weeks to heal anything. You know, see what I'm saying? Except the mucous membranes. Mucous membranes heal every nine days or something, well, every three to seven or nine days. They say the entire intestinal tract rejuvenates its entire self every nine days. So just be aware, don't do anything in haste. Always plan when you're gonna be doing something Put the protocol out before yourself and say, it, 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 does my life at this time, my lifestyle at this time, is it conducive to, you know, my doing this? Or am I going to be gone? Or, you know, whatever. So just 
kind of keep that in mind. But those types of things really do help to build your immune system as well, too, if you do them right. So anyway, I hope this helped you all a little bit. Just, oh, 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 I know what I wanted to say real quick. Huh, guess what? I know at the beginning of my little um, chit-chat, Felice was kind enough to, to do my intro and my my exit from my radio podcast or my podcast here. I just had my 31st grandbaby. I know, so exciting. My husband and I are so excited. We have baptisms this weekend. So it's it's just the most wonderful thing in the whole wide world is to have these beautiful grandbabies. So we now have 16 granddaughters and 15 grandsons, I believe it is. Yes, <laughs> that's 31, right? <laughs> yeah, and then we just got an announcement that there's one more on the way. So we're pretty excited. Yeah, my daughter-in-law that... Uh, it helps with the Facebook. She's expecting her seventh baby. So it's very exciting. So I just wanted to let you all know, thank you for your prayers. Because that's what people tell me. Oh, we pray for you all the time, Sue. And I want you guys to know I pray for you too. Because we're in this together. And we're trying to help each other. So And reach out to our families. And it just, like I said, we can't force people to accept the natural alternatives. Because, like I said, some people, they, they're, they're just not there yet. But when they are, be there for them. Okay? All right. May God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com. Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.